Raymond, the Warriors have 21 more games to prove that they belong in the postseason with the rest of the Western Conference. So, Raymond, if they've got 21 more games, that means we have 21 more episodes to make our playoff push for the podcast playoffs. Raymond, what do we need to do to focus and get into the tournament? We need to spend the next 21 days talking about who the Niners are going to pick with the number three overall selection because that is the hottest topic in sports world right now. In fact, today's date is 4-8. 21 games from now, we're going to be on April 29th. So it's 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 synchronistic um, by design. You know, I love that no matter what happens on this show, we can always bring it back to the Niners. And Raymond, why don't you let the people know, where can they find us for the next 21 episodes of the Goldcast? You can always follow us on Instagram, at the Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, at the underscore Goldcast. And you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, just like I said before, anywhere that podcasts are syndicated, you can find us. Like, subscribe, and comment if you're on the YouTube side of things because that tells YouTube what to do with the video and that's how all that algorithm works. And make sure to hit the little notification bell. That way you get notified when our episodes go live on the line, when we come out with new, brand spanking new episodes talking continually about the 49ers third pick that is coming up in 21 days. <laughs> That's right. We have a huge episode for you today. Today, we actually open with the Warriors for once. We're going to be talking about, obviously, that playoff push. Then we go into the Giants' first two series in the can. We talk about our initial reactions to that. And then, of course, we almost never get through an episode without talking about the 49ers. Ronald Blair re-signing with the team. We give our thoughts. But first, the greatest intro in the game is about to drop your professor of fanalism. I'm in the building. The greatest fanalist in the game. He's here too. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis the first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. <laughs> That's it. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> uh, Raymond, this is, a, this is a nice change. This is how we know we're entering uh, the middle of the year, or you know, we're starting to enter towards the mid-year. We're still, you know, we're still about a couple months off. But uh, for sports-wise, today is a day where the 49ers are going to be the final topic of the day. And we're actually going to be opening with the Golden State Warriors. Although maybe not in as exciting a fashion as we had hoped several weeks ago when Candlestick Will was on and we were talking about them. So let's begin, Ray. Let's begin with our Warriors. So it's been rough. It's been a rough couple weeks. Warriors have, uh, you know, it, it, the, the lack of offensive support for Steph Curry has really started to catch up. They're still a very strong team defensively, but offensively, it has just been kind of a nightmare. And basically, teams have figured them out. They've figured out how to quarantine 
Steph Curry and and give themselves a huge off- offensive advantage against the Warriors. And so the last three games, well, last four games, let's just go through these real quick. We we lose to the Heat, uh, 116 to 109. We lose to the Raptors. 130 to 77. I mean that was that was just rough. Then we lose to the Hawks uh 117 to 111. We come back in what was a barn burner against the Bucks. We win that one 122 to 121. But looking at the rest of the schedule, Ray, we have 21 games left in the season. So here here's what we got. We've got uh Wizards at home Rockets at home, Nuggets. Okay, Wizards garbage. Rockets garbage. Nuggets, really good. Uh, Nuggets right now, as far as the standings, they are sitting at their uh, Nuggets are fourth in the league. Then you've got Thunder, Cavs, garbage, garbage. Celtics, pretty good, up and down, better than Warriors. I'll say that. Seventy six Sixers, second best team in the East. Then you got the Wizards again, the Nuggets again. Then you get the Kings, another garbage team. Kings are sitting at uh, the Kings are sitting at twelfth. Thunder was sitting at thirteen. Rockets at fourteen. Just breaking all these guys down. Then you've got the Mavericks. Mavericks uh, are starting to pick up. They're sitting at the seventh spot. Then you have the Timberwolves, which are dead last. Rockets again. Pelicans, which are just behind us. We're ranked tenth. We're the tenth seed. They're the eleventh seed. Then you've got Thunder back to back. Jazz. Uh, the number two, number one team in the league, Suns, number two league in the team, Pelicans, and then we end with the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are sitting at the Grizzlies are sitting at eight. They're in the spot we were hoping to be at this time. So Raymond, looking at that schedule, you know we have a couple tough teams in there. You've got the the Jazz, the Suns, you have the Nuggets, and then the Celtics and the 76ers. And the rest of the teams are pretty bottom barrel. Pelicans sitting at 11, Kings sitting at 12, Thunder at 13, Rockets at 14, Timberwolves at 15. I mean, so you've got you've got some t- it's a little bit of a mixed bag between like the bottom of the league and some of the best at the league. And so Raymond, the question I have for you, so, you know, when we had Candlestick Will on at the midway point, he believed the Warriors were going to the playoffs. And now you did not so I ask you again, has the needle moved at all? <laughs> or are you even more uh, more uh, confident in your initial uh, judgment that the Warriors would not make the playoffs this year? I mean, the Warriors, I feel like right now, are a one-trick pony offensively with Curry. And if you take Curry out of the equation, this team struggles mightily to get points. I mean, Draymond's got us has been, you know, criticized about you need to score some more. It's grawl those other things that you do is really good, but the one area where you've sucked your entire career, but you know, at times you can turn it on when your focus is really there. He can score when he wants to. You know, when he came back from the suspension in the finals, he was uh, he had like 35 points. Um I think in the first half or something like that. So when the, when the effort's there, he can score. I mean, there there has to be a better recognition by the supporting cast, in addition to players like Draymond, to just like, you've got to put up points, you know, to support Curry, because that's how this team was so successful in the five-year final uh, run that this team had. That's because everyone that was in the lineup could score. 
um, and the bench could score. The the bench could could in in those years the bench was good enough to be a starting rotation for, you know, a mid range team, you know, trying to make a playoff a playoff run. But this this current team is just there's just so much youth and inexperience in addition to players who have just not gelled with this system to not to mention to get even more specific this team does not do the pick and roll as consistently as the warriors of old and that's a big element that was part of their success during those runs and they're just not doing it enough kerr himself even came out and said that they need to do that more consistently so i mean it, i mean there's like what five four or five good teams left in this 10-game stretch, where we have 10 games left, right? 21. Or 21, 21 games, sorry. And there's like five good teams in there that we're going to play multiple times, you know, and, and the rest are teams that we can arguably beat. I mean, we, we've beaten good teams before, but those are few and far between, as the record indicates. So, I mean, to me, there's a really good chance that, I, I mean... If they continue down this, I don't think we're as bad as the Pelicans or the Kings. So I feel like uh, the the 10 spot is kind of ours to lose. But the Warriors seem to be really good at losing right now. And they've been really good at just being very... They've been very consistent at being a 500, sub-500 team for majority of the season. When I really think that on paper... This team has more potential to be like where the Dallas Mavericks are right now. Look at them. You know, think about how we were talking talking about that team earlier in the season. And now they're 28 and 22, sitting in the seventh spot. So uh, this is just, you know, it's been disappointing, you know, because I, I thought that the Warriors could get over the hump, but they just seem like they've been they've been locked into this persona all season long, and I really don't see them changing trajectory at this point and i don't necessarily see the pelicans or the kings catching us although there's only two games that really separate these two teams so anything can happen they just really the the warriors would have to if the warriors can continue to play like this which is win one lose three you know win one lose two they'll be out of this in no time and I think there's a good chance that they do get that way because they're also not healthy. There's player, there's players that have been in and out of the rotation um, all season long, uh, including Curry, who's you know always dealt with you know injuries his entire career. Although he's played majority of the season this year, but uh, I think I think the odds are higher that they don't make the playoffs. And I would love to be proven wrong. I'm trying to play some reverse psychology here, so let's see if it works. I think the Warriors don't make the playoffs because I think that they people have just got their number right now, and unless they figure out how to adjust, which is something they're not good at, then I think that the the 10 spot is going to be hard to hold on to. So obviously if they get the 10 spot, then they're in the play-in tournament and they get the one game play-in tournament to try and take the ace seed, right? And so this is what they've been going for. And unfortunately, I have to echo you. I have to assand you. Just based on what I've seen, even if they make that 10 spot, I don't believe they have enough to make the to make the play-in tournament. I don't trust them. I don't trust this team. It's like you said, it's very mercurial. You know, I guess it all depends. If we lose two before the playoff the play-in tournament, then we'll probably win it. But if we win two before the playoff tournament play-in tournament, you can get to wrap. They're not gonna win it. So it really just depends how those five I guess you basically going by the the Warriors uh 
th- their uh, how their whole season has gone, they basically have to lose the last two games to guarantee a possibility. But even then, going in as the AC, do we think they're even going to put up a fight against the Jazz? I sure don't. I don't think so at all. So yeah, and how many and how many home games do they have? Because the one thing that the Warriors are not good at is playing on the road. They are they have double the amount of losses on the road than they do wins. They're nine and eighteen, but when they're at home, they defend pretty well. They're fifteen and nine, even though the season started off in the reverse in that in that regard. So if they can get you know, if they have a favorable home st- schedule in this next 20 game stretch, then I think that's a good shot. But, you know, if they got to travel a lot, which, you know, I'm seeing some some a lot of away games here, in addition to San Francisco games that the very end, uh, you know, they have. I've seen, so I counted. W- I counted. What is it? 14 home games. Out of the 20. So that's good odds. So that actually, that that favors us. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> because if it was more road games, then, you know, with a 9-18 and 18 record, uh, it wasn't going to favor well. So, you know, maybe maybe there is some hope there just because the Warriors do play better at home. They're clearly more comfortable at home, as most clubs are. But, you know, they're um, they're obviously a little bit more dependent on, on that on that that comfort zone than they are otherwise, uh, like at least like Warriors pass. So... You know, we'll have to see how this plays out. But 14 games at home, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. If, if And they're they're over 500. So that means that they have a shot to end this, you know, over 500. If they can end over 500, then there's a good chance they'll be over 500 overall. And they'll maintain the 10 and they'll, do, they'll be f- just fine. But they have a really slim chance. It is a very slim chance. And to make matters worse, to, to I think w- the, nothing encapsulates this season more than the fact that I just spent this entire Warriors segment with a Giants picture behind me. <laughs> Didn't even have the Warriors one up. That is the Warriors season in a nutshell. Uh, here's the one I was going to go with. That's how I feel now that I realize I didn't have my Warriors one up. And, and uh, ironically, the Warriors are more like, uh, what's his name behind you, gripping his shin there. <laughs> and that's and how steph looks that's how the fans feel yeah Ah! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) all right anyways well that's a sneak peek of the next one moving on raymond let's go to our giants there it is you get to see it again folks in case you weren't maybe i should just have the warriors logo the whole time and really mess people up no no so moving on raymond to the giants so first two Series are in the books. Opening day was here. Super cool. Really glad to have baseball back. Really exciting to see fans in the stands. Uh, That's been a cool thing. We're going to obviously talk about that in a couple minutes here. But the Giants uh, went to Seattle first, played the Seattle Mariners. Game one, even our cousin was talking about it, was pure torture. They were up 6-1 to in the eighth inning. And then the bullpen gives up six runs in one inning. Mariners take the lead. It goes 7-6. Warriors, uh, Giants tie it 7-7 in the ninth, and then the Giants lose it in extra innings. Then they come back. We win game two, lose game three. We go to San Diego. Okay, San Diego, San, San Diego Padres. Obviously, San Diego Padres, they're the, they're the second big powerhouse in the NL West, are expected to probably make a deep playoff run and everything goes the way they wanted to. Tatis Jr. had a breakout year last year. He comes in this one. Game one goes out, unfortunately, with a partially torn labrum, which opens the door 
for the Giants to really, you know, take advantage of the situation. We take game one, we lose game two, we take game three. So now here we are sitting at 500. We're three and three total. Big bats, our big bats are looking good. Our bullpen is not looking great. Liking our closer and uh, also liking Gosman, our our starter. So what are, what are just your initial impressions of these first six games for the San Francisco Giants? Well, uh, the way I, I view baseball, very similar to basketball, although I watch it in a broader spectrum, meaning I don't like to get give too crazy a takes this early in the season. They finished the trip three and three, which is good. Great. We're 500. They also took two out of three from the Padres, which is great, including the three two nail biter the other night, which was nice to see um, big home run from rough to give them that two run lead there to seal the deal. That was great to see as well. And the starting pitching was outstanding there. The, the bullpen almost scared me again when they gave up uh, that second run to, to make it a two, two game. But, uh, but thankfully the giants offense responded with uh, another, uh, that shot there. So I, I like all of that. It, um, that was great, but I think, you know, just, Let's wait and see how everyone settles into the lineup because so far they've settled in, you know, and they're they ended the trip three and three, which is great. That's fine to see. Now I just want to see, you know, going forward because this is all going to start to matter, you know, once we get closer into 10, 20, 30 games. That's when you're really going to have a better idea on what we can expect from this roster because baseball is obviously an up and down game, but. The best teams will show more consistency. So can the bullpen tighten things up? Uh, can the lineup generate more offense? We saw uh, a bit more pop in, in this stretch here. So that was great to see. But, you know, we'll have to um, we'll have to just see how things, sh- you know, shape up going forward, because that's really that's really all we we have. You know, they uh, this uh, this team is. Uh, is interesting you know they've definitely got torture going in full-blown mode you know they had two one-run wins against the Padres with the exact same score in each of those uh each of those games but uh but I think that uh this this team is um their potential is there to really kind of be a bit more dominant than what they displayed in the six games in this six game stretch but you know it's kind of time will tell We'll just have to see because I, I I don't know. There's potential here, but it's really too early in what is going to be a very long baseball season, a proper baseball season, not the fake one that we got where you just, you know, you had exhi- a lot of exhibition, you know, you had 50 exhibition games and then you had an exhibition World Series and we have a steward uh, holding the title right now, waiting to give it off to the proper champion this at the end of this season. The interim champion Dodgers. Yes. Substitute. Uh, fake champ. Um, there's lots of hashtag mo- not my champ. Yeah, not my champ. Um, uh, who dat hashtag who dat champ? <laughs> who, who dat champ? I don't know that champ. Uh, hashtag Nats still the world champs. Yeah. So I mean, these are facts. I I and we do not argue with science on the gold cast. So, but we'll see. It was nice. It's nice to see everyone back, and I'm just waiting to see how it develops. You know what I mean? Because the averages don't matter at this stage in the game. The ERAs don't matter at this stage in the game. It's all going to matter once we get about 30, 40 games deep. Then we'll see. Then the, all these stats are going to matter a little bit more because you're going to find out who's being consistent and who isn't. 
and then Gabe Kapler is going to be able to adjust accordingly. Because right now I'm kind of this lineup's funky the way Gabe Kapler is is putting players in specific positions. Uh, I'm not quite used to it, but you know players have aged and changed, so I I, I understand that. But um, it's just weird seeing some players in in positions that they're I'm not normally used to seeing them in. Absolutely. Uh, and I agree. And I think obviously he's clearly just trying to feel everything out and see what he has here at the beginning. I'm really happy. One bright spot before we move on. I'm really happy that Buster Posey's back. I think that year off was the best thing for him. He has been lights out and just playing at a really dominant level. They have no plans to play him at first place. He will be playing catcher all year. And I think that's a really good thing. Uh, one stat, Raymond, I know you said stats don't matter too much, but here's something I think is interesting and something that bears watching over the next uh, month or so. The Giants starting pitchers have only allowed 10 earned runs in 34 and two-third innings. That is a 2.6 ERA as of right now. Again, only six games. Right. I mean, they, they, they also homered. They homered, uh, you know, uh, they had seven seven jacks or seven giants homered in the first six games, so um, that's nice to see some early pop. Um, but real quick, the other one I wanted to point out: the bullpen has also allowed ten earned runs, but in eighteen and one third innings versus thirty four and two thirds. That is a four point nine two ERA. Just yeah. something to think about. Last thing, Rim, before we move on. Very cool. Oracle is going to allow fans in the stands. I think this is fantastic. I'm super excited that people will be able to go back. One of my favorite things when I used to be live in San Francisco, one of the favorite things to do would just be to randomly in the middle of the day, just get out of work or play hooky or just change all my plans and go hop in and see the last five innings of a Giants game. I used to do this all the time. One of my favorite things. Question for you. Are you excited about fans being back in the stands, and will you be attending games at Oracle? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see fans in the stands because that's part of the game. I was excited to see fans in the stands at the Padres game. I was like, oh, there's fans at the stadium there. That's awesome. That's exciting to see. That means a lot of the that means the noise that I'm hearing in the background is not being, you know, synth uh is not being uh piped in for us yeah it's not yeah. simulated sound so it's, it's authentic sounds from the fans i like that um so i'm very excited to see that from the oracle dame and if i if my crazy schedule will allow it love to get into that stadium and see it firsthand because i have yet to do that yeah well uh maybe around my birthday maybe we should go catch a game Ooh, wink wink cool. nah, mm-hmm. maybe we should all right raymond final conversation of the day our Niners Lord knows we almost never can go an episode without talking about our blessed 49ers Raymond so the Niners are expected to re-sign Ronald Blair do y'all remember him uh, pending his physical, he tore his ACL in week 10 of 2019. That was the big, infamous Seahawks game, us trying to win 10 in a row. Uh, very narrowly lost that. Ugh, but we got him back in week 17, so it's okay. But uh, Ronald Blair, Raymond, uh, probably adding some much-needed depth. He In 2018, he recorded 5.5 sacks and 36 total tackles. And in the first nine games of 2019 before his injury, recorded three sacks. So my question for you, is Ronald Blair... Good signing? Bad signing? What do you think about this? I mean, it's good. It's good to have depth and continuity, so that's going to be nice. I, I've always liked Blair, but I think one of the things that was frustrating was that 
injury just kept him from tapping into his potential because whenever he was in the lineup and he was 100%, he was, you know, he was someone that you could count on to, you know, help generate pressure alongside the line. And unfortunately, that's just not been the case with his career. And I don't necessarily, you know, it's just one of those unfortunate things because he was a, it wasn't a high draft pick. So it's not, it doesn't feel as detrimental as, you know, if, if he was picked in like the second or third round, but it's still a little frustrating to see someone that you are fond to have fond memories of and has been productive on the field that has succumbed to injuries that will probably not allow him to ever reach, you know, I don't expect the pro bowl out of this guy, but uh, it's still nice to have him in the lineup. And if he passes the physical, which he probably will, then it'll be nice to see him back in action because it's been a while since we've seen him. I don't know, you know, what version we're going to get of him, but it's certainly not going to be the version of old. We'll just have to see if it's, you know, if he'll, uh, if he'll come back in any kind of form that uh, that can be productive. So it's just kind of a wait and see. But at least he's at least they resign him. So another player that we've all liked is coming back to the roster, albeit probably not his former, not going to be a version of his former self, but still having a familiar voice, body, personality in that locker room to come along with everyone else that we've re-signed in this offseason is never a bad thing. I agree. I think he adds some depth. Uh, I, I, I will say I'm not, I'm not of the ilk that it's a good or bad signing. I'll let you know by week six what I think about Ronald Blair. Um, but I think that at this point, we need depth. My concern, of course, and I understand where Lynch is coming from. Lynch spent three really banged up years in the NFL and then was fine for the rest of, for the rest of his career. My concern always is players with a history of injury I feel like more often than not, they continue to have a history of injury. And, you know, and it really sucks. I, I, I'm a guy who personally, his b-boy, my b-boy career ended by a torn rotator cuff. So I get it. You know, I get it. I'd sprained ankles, sprained thumbs, sprained wrists. You know, I, I have, it was like, it seemed like I was also always kind of nursing something at some point. So I understand the, uh, how debilitating injuries can be. And so, you know, because it's, it's not like anyone's trying to get hurt out there. You know, that's not the goal. So, but, but typically athletes with a historic, you know, with a history of injuries tend to continue having a history of injuries. So I hope he can stay healthy. I hope he can continue. I hope he can contribute to the team this year. And so, you know, congratulations and hope Ronald Blair, you ball out for us. All right, folks, we will be back next week to talk more draft. Pretty sure on Monday, barring a schedule change, our boy, you know him, you love him, Max Marsh, will be rejoining the show next week to talk draft with us. So that'll be fun. It's always a pleasure to have Max. He is so knowledgeable when it comes to the draft. I mean, he literally writes his own mock drafts. It's insane. So that'll be fun. And, of course, we'll always be back with more Warriors, more Giants. And so concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the Voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sisa Third. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. This is, is the Goldcast.